Greetings, heroes and Force users of all ages, and welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. As always, I'm Dino DeCandros, and I'm joined this evening by Daniel Dawson. Hello there. And our dear friend Alyssa Simmons is finishing up an audition to which we wish her great fortune. Fortune. Fortune, and may she book it. Godspeed, my friend. Godspeed, my friend. <laughs> but we have important business this evening. We are talking about episode nine of Andor, Nobody's Listening, directed by Toby Haynes, written by Bo Wil- Willimon and Tony Gilroy. And by God, we are some terrified Star Wars fans. And who you are or where you came from. I am Iron But they smell bad. On the outside. It smells like a new corn here. Inside the Tauntaun, this is our opening song. Alyssa, Tangentino, talking nerd stuff, come along. Inside the Tauntaun podcast, please like and subscribe. We've crossed over into a space Nazis. Yum. <laughs> I know. I've th- I've thrown that around a, a lot. I mean, it's not an invention of mine, but I feel like no. I've thrown that a, I've I've thrown that around a lot on this podcast over the last two years, and I don't think it's ever been more earned than it was this week. Yeah, yeah. Or the last two weeks, really. The last but two weeks. Yes, but... really, truly. It, it, they they are digging oh, very deep into that. Uh, that vibe, so to speak. Um, yeah, yikes, 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 yikes. There were some of the most like um, uh, pretty, pretty scary um, like uh, elements in this in this episode. I think at least like you know um, like things that kind of stick with you. You know, like I I, I kind of yes. haven't stopped thinking about. Um, uh, God, what's her face's torture scene? B- B- like, Bix's interrogation. Bix's interrogation? My God. Yikes, yikes, yikes. <clears throat> yeah, I... So there's the happy-go-lucky kind of joyful Star Wars that that's really... I don't know. It's at, it should be at the core of the brand. That's what you think of Star Wars. It's It's hopeful. It's... it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, the hope is allegedly coming. Well, yes, and we know for a fact it is. That's because it's a prequel. But uh, <laughs> right, right, right. A new hope, right. if you will. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. But well, that means that there was hope before. So this is the new hope is coming after. Right. So like, I'm hoping that we get hope. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm hoping that we get. Assumedly, we're we're headed to a happy ending. I think it maybe it's gonna be a uh, a Luke. Maybe lukewarm is not the right word. I think it's gonna be like there's gonna be it's gonna be. Probably solemn, but hopeful, maybe. I don't know. What are mm. your thoughts? Well, so, so but what I was saying was, like, we we have Star Wars, and they, at the very core of Star Wars is this idea of hope. And mm-hmm. there's no Darth Vader here. There's no Death Star here. There's no, no Emperor here. Not a Force user around. And I have never felt there's less no Death hopeful. Star. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I just mean on screen. Yes, right. Like you don't see these things on screen, and yes. I know that there is a theory out there that um, <clears throat> that these prisoners might be working on like parts for sure the Death Star or something like that. But I mean, that I read that, and uh, it's not even important at this no, point. It's, exactly. It's, that's that's that, that the, is the, the only point reason, too. It's it's not important, right? The only reason it would be fascinating is because Cassian would be building, helping build the weapon he goes on to help destroy destroy but, right so there's Absolutely. a tragic irony in that but um he's like oh i spent so much time on that <laughs> well he the tragedy being he the tragedy being he would have helped kill many many people right but uh yeah i've never felt less hopeful um yeah as far as star wars is concerned and they've they've done it in a very simplistic mm-hmm. simplistically evil way yeah, you really do feel uh the, the you feel the hopelessness of these these 
prisoners. It's it's just so sad. Um, yeah, the um, I I I think I I, I we have, we don't really talk about like MVPs very often, but like there were, there were several MVPs in this episode. I think um, as far as uh, acting performance. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and like um, Andy Circus's arc in this like episode was like. Playing so Kino good, Boy. yeah. Yeah, um, I I like his his arc was gr- like so because you know like he comes off as at first as a sort of like maybe not necessarily one note but just like this gruff and tough like well yeah he at the core of his being is survival and yeah right and being and uh in order to survive in a place like this you have to create a hierarchy and a and persona of sorts yes yeah. And he, uh, you know, but he's like a living, breathing person in this story and has relationships with these people. And, you know, like uh, you see him like, uh, I mean, like it's it's subtle in some places and not so subtle in other places where you see him like trying to hold back his um, emotions and stuff. And like, wow, the scene where he like makes the realization that there is no hope for these people and he has just been like playing into their game this whole time and like the doubt that you see in his face like my god i i there's just like so many different emotions that happen like well yeah and and that, that that's kind of a, a a good place to to take this discussion is that uh we we know it to be true but we've never seen it portrayed in this way that uh, what the empire does is just drain you of the idea of hope yeah like it, it it's a relentless uh it's relentless and you you don't matter and it's actually that fact mm-hmm. and it's the it's the title of this episode uh, which listening. has an interesting t- which has a very interesting tie to rogue one but uh but cassian's whole point is why can't we talk about this? They're not listening, and why would they? Right. Why would they? Because they don't give a shit. The, they don't give a shit, and that's that's ultimately what the Empire's downfall is. Is that totally they they miss what's happening in front of their eyes, but they don't give a shit because these people they don't matter. But we do have one uh, antihero in the story who is listening. Um, our good friend Dietra. Um, okay, who so I. I- I, I I know that I I don't know if you've le- listened to the last few episodes that you were here for, yes. but like I um I I I like her. <laughs> I like her. Okay, and it's see, weird like, that I feel that way. Well, and I think I made that comment as well. And what I was about to say was, there's been this universal that's kind of been a universal commentary from people who've watched the show is that yeah, like I'm kind of rooting for her. That what stopped for me this on? week. Uh, yeah, that's there. There, it's there is. Over. Yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting too. And I, um, it's funny too. Um, and it's it's obviously it, it was like built and structured that way because, um, I, I I sent you that that interview um that she did um along with Cyril, uh-huh. um the actors I mean uh and they talked about their characters and specifically that like um th- and i was just like yeah that that comes cuz i was i, I, I was her, really rooting for her right I, I i have her quote here where um her name's denise go and she's talking about uh how tony gilroy went about writing her character and yeah. uh she said quote tony wrote the first scenes for us to cheer for deidre but in the end you don't do it anymore she's She's not just a woman in a man's world, but a fascist in a world of fascists. It was right. important to see that power corrodes women as much as men. Yes. And and for a while, I think we were drawn to her because you could you could see her kind of being beaten down by her her male superiors in the hierarchy. And we're like, okay, this is yeah. an interesting take. We always she, fall for the underdog story. At least I do. I, yeah, I am but, like... but what a clever... Uh, She's like the Rudy of the Empire. Yeah. <laughs> or I wouldn't even say clever, but what a... I, I, I don't know what kind of commentary this is, but I, I, I just... Evil is evil, and yeah. and sometimes the more casual, the uh, the scarier it is. And, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I was reading an article... Um, 
I want to say it was the Ringer. Uh, 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 it was an article in the Ringer about this episode in particular, mm-hmm. and uh, the author was talking about. Um, let me pull up the author's name just so I uh, Ben Lindbergh uh, uh, did write up on the episode, and he was he cited on this episode. Uh, yeah, and he cited uh, an author and Holocaust survivor named Hannah Arnett. Okay. And she, in 1961, she traveled to Israel uh, to document the trial of Adolf Eichmann, who is okay. one of the, uh, uh, if you're not familiar with this Nazi, he was basically the uh, creator Adolf? of the final solution. Oh, yikes. Okay. And what she noted about Eichmann was that, and she spoke in very theatrical terms. She said, uh, quote, Eichmann was not Iago and he wasn't Macbeth. And there was nothing, uh, nothing would have been farther from his mind than to determine with Richard III to, to prove a villain except for an extraordinary diligence and looking out for his personal advancement. He had no motives at all. Spooky. And, and she, she goes on in great detail about how scary it was to see somebody who's pretty much unremarkable. Right. Be so evil. Right. And, and caused like so much death and destruction. And and just for, just for something as simple as self preservation, right, right, just just awful and terrifying. Um, uh, I, the the way that it the um, <laughs> it's made me feel so complicated. I um uh um, cause I I really did. I was really rooting for her, and now she's just like complete like uh, that whole interrogation scene. She made me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, it was just awful. Well, and it's it's fascinating. Uh, so uh, when she's threatening Bix with with this torture, uh, yeah, uh, which is basically it, like the you know the um, the yes. sounds well, of like yeah, we'll get into that in a okay, in yeah, because that moment. that is really interesting in itself too. But I, I in particular, there was. Uh, there, there's a moment Bex looks at her and she said, "Would you believe me, even if I told you the truth?" Mm-hmm. And she and Deidre says, "No, no, you're right. You're getting tortured either way." Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna enjoy this. Just... It seems that a lot of them do too. Like, uh, and that's that's like another like, very, like Nazi prototype that they're all just like really sadistic. And yeah, Doctor Gorst. Fucking Doctor Gorst, which uh, is like he um. Uh, Played by Joshua James. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Just fucking spooky. Because he like looks like he's enjoying his job. He is. And but like again, like a fairly unremarkable guy, but like, um, but doing like remarkable evil. Um. And 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 I don't know. Um. Uh. <laughs> it's so interesting too, and I I, I um. I love how in this show we're getting a lot of like um we're getting a lot of new things in Star Wars like things that we've like you're like oh that hasn't ever really existed in the Star Wars universe but like I don't and, and I'm not going like you know that's that's not canon cuz that's never existed but like I I like it totally fits for me and like and I I I love that world the world building um yeah. with that and I'm I'm sure that there's probably some reason why maybe they never used it again, right. you know, because um, uh, perhaps it was uh, even too harsh for the Empire. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But um, uh, the it's it's so it's basically the 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 like the screams of like children more or less, right? Yeah. So there's a race called it, and Doctor Gorst and and Deidre go into vivid detail about this. But there's a a race of of citizens called uh, Dizonites, and mm-hmm. uh, they were a sentient species uh, that um, were basically resisting. Is this resisting... another video game reference, too, by the way? I'm curious. I, 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 I would have to look. I, they, they didn't. Because they've been making, like, numerous. They um... have. They and Very subtle, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. But uh, I, I, think, I think this was a creation of Tony Gilroy. But um, I mean, I'm going uh, to Wikipedia right now. So this was a sentient species that was opposing the empire and uh the empire exterminates them and right uh <laughs> just as you said that i was reading it <laughs> yeah and the, and 
and what the Empire did was they record the dying screams of this race, uh, which which Doctor or uh, Deidre refers to as a choral agonized pleading. Yeah, and honestly, this is so this this is a creation for this show. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm this at least according to Wikipedia is the only time it's ever shown. And up, which and is to make things that. worse, uh, it was the cries of the children in particular. Which that, you know we we have like built into our system like our human like psyche we yep. have like that that the the sound of like babies crying is like an automatic like or, or like, yeah anything trigger. done to children ever is yes. is just a non-star i mean it, to anyone of course but you you involve children and it goes up a level yeah <laughs> at least one or two yeah and um and the empire basically takes these recordings and administers a a, a very intense form of psychological torture through a headset and uh that that scene in particular how it was shot and then more importantly in the sound editing yeah where once yeah. the headphones go on you don't hear anything there's no music there's uh-huh. nothing and that, that, all that's you a, see that's is her screaming of... I mean that's that's like like that's like horror movie direction. It is, you know, like like it's it's classic horror movie trope because like we're waiting, we're all like waiting on bated breath for that sound to know what it sounds like because it's so torturous. But that like all we get is her like her blood curdling scream, which is honestly scarier. It is. It it, it is it is suffocating, and it's yeah. Uh, there, there's a claustrophobia, yeah. claustrophobic element to it, and she's fucked now. How do you come back from that? Well, I mean, clearly, I mean, we saw what it did to her friend. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, I got to give and credit. She, and he actually, at least, it, what it sounded like, it, it sounded like he uh, did comply. Hmm. You know, and she's mm-hmm. like, not. She's like complying adjacent. <laughs> right. Um. Like I feel like she's well. I don't know. We'll see. I I, I guess everybody has their own. Um, uh, constitution if you want if you will yeah but um uh i don't think she's coming out this you know unscathed no and and credit to uh, adria arona who plays bix um, yeah she did a great job an unbelievable job yeah really good so that's that's doesn't it i don't know i had a moment where uh, i think what i've loved about andor um is that I know how it fits into the Star Wars universe. It it totally fits in the Star Wars universe, but I'm not sitting here thinking about the wider galaxy or, right. no. or all the other movies or properties. I'm just thinking about this story. Yeah, and but, how it wraps in, yeah. But when I do allow myself to think about how this eventually leads into Rogue One and then the, the larger story, mm-hmm. doesn't it make all of the, uh, the the lines from a new hope all the way to return of the jedi where they talk about many bothans died to bring us this information just those little simple that. things and then seeing stuff like this and how it 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 paints a picture of actual sacrifice and uh and anytime you see the emperor or vader now and it's like that you you now know what they are truly capable of what they the target the world that i mean i i don't know i the only time i ever thought about the um the greater universe was thinking about um oh gosh what is his name isn't wolf in his name um he's like the guy that was like basically sit like at, in a new hope he was sitting at the conference table like with darth vader and oh you know, Yalar- uh yalaran Yalarin, is that yeah, his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's in... the head of the ISB. Yeah. Yes, right. And um, uh, and he's also like you know, friends with Thrawn. Yeah. So I was thinking about like, oh, like you know, he's like you know reporting to Thrawn probably around this point. So they're you know that was like the only time I was really thinking. I mean, I don't. Thrawn's not showing up in the show. That would be like a no, major, no, 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 major no, no, surprise. No. But like, it's it's not it's not the show for him to like make. No, a, and and Yularen is a great character to pull from because uh, while he has very little screen time, they've mm-hmm. they've really even since the Disney acquisition, they've really pumped up his 
his role and he's yeah. shown up in several books and and as the as the the head of the s call it the ss i mean right totally that's that's what these guys the isb is um yeah so so that's that's where we find bix and and deidre and um while we're on the topic because we'll, we'll jump to andor and we're on and the subject we'll jump to the the there's basically two arcs concurrent in this episode. It's the yes. what's going on in the prison, and then what's going on with Bix. And well, and, and and like a you know a little a little sprinkle of a third um, with uh, Mon Mothma and Vel. Yes. Yeah, which is also so, very interesting. T- staying on the Deidre topic, we then have mm-hmm. <laughs> a very fascinating interaction with Cyril outside oh of the my ISB. God. So you know how I mean, like you know, I at the beginning of all this, I was like, we were like, which like characters are we most excited for? Like, and yep. I was like, I'm, I want to know everything about Cyril. I'm like, because he's so multi-layered. Like, there's something going on, and I don't know what it is. And he continues to surprise me. Like, ever, I'm like, what is this guy? He like randomly professes his love for DJ. I mean, like, it it makes sense. Like, honestly, like. I I'm I was surprised by it because it was just sort of, it felt so out of the blue but also like the guy is clearly like he's a recluse he's you know lives with his mom and um like obviously there's there's like there's issues happening like and 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 yes. like then then run deeper and I think that they're kind of leaving a lot to you know for you to fill in the blanks but I think that there's a uh there's a psychological issue at stake here and he um i I'm, I'm very interested to see where it goes because it it's probably nothing good um i, I originally i was thinking that like oh maybe there's like a chance that he'll make like a random 180 degree turn and start like helping the the resistance but like that doesn't seem likely um anymore like if anything like i think that he's going to do something really terrible Either that or he's just going to continue to get in Deidre's way. And that's why she doesn't succeed in like stopping the rebels plans. Um, you know, like, cause they, we both want the same thing. And like by continuing to push and push and push, he actually like ruins her plans. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to make of it. I, I don't right? I'm not sure, I, know. I, <laughs> which I'm I, not sure I have a prediction right now. I'm like, what a fascinating little dynamic we it's we have so here. Fascinating. How creepy and she's kind of into it. Yeah, 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 I kind of gathered that too. I mean, she was obviously just as surprised and like, I, I um, huh? And I think like, so she was almost kind of like the 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 voice of the audience for a second cuz all of us were like, "Whoa, whoa, what?" Um, yeah, so like this interesting. Little, little weird Is it this relationship that might be her undoing? I mean, yeah. like it is. It is anybody's game. It's anybody's game at this point. I do not know, and I'm obsessed with that. She, um, yeah. I, I, my, my, my imagination runs wild. I, there's several things that it, like, I think it could be, but like, n- you know, at this point, I have made several predictions, and most of them have been wrong. Although, there was one prediction. I don't know if we want to move on to this yet, but. One prediction that that both me and uh, Alyssa made last episode that you weren't here for, but um, we talked about because uh, it was just a very passing line that Vel's girlfriend said to her to kind of like you know sort of dig at her about her upbringing and that she was like you know running away from being the rich like rich daughter or something like that. I can't remember. Um, and she's like, "Wow, that was really that was really harsh," you know. <laughs> Um, and we were like, oh God. Okay. So, cause you know, that could have just meant, you know, like just more world building and we, you know, think nothing of it, but also it, we were thinking, well, it could definitely come back, um, you know, in the form of some really big, um, big deal. And apparently it was, um, we thought that maybe she might be related to my Mothma and she is well done. Wow. Well done. Wow. 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 We didn't say cousin though, but well done. <laughs> <laughs> I we we can confidently give ourselves some pats on the back. Please very, do. Very very happy about it. Um, but yeah, very very interesting. Um, yeah, just a fun fun interesting dynamic. Um, that totally checks out. Uh, yeah. 
and um and adds a lot of um just a lot of depth to Mon Mothma's character too cuz like you know Gosh. um just knowing her background and like the, the um we're hearing like little little like bips and boops about Chandrilla and like their yep. customs which i think is really cool and you know it's mysterious like you know she's talking about like um even their drinks that they drink is just like mm-hmm. interesting to me these little itty bitty details that just add so much color and flavor um she's talking about a pilgrimage that she's going on or something or i mean that she's pretending that she's going on mm-hmm. um which is also interesting it's like oh well, what does that mean you know and the fact that they have like arranged marriages and shindrill i mean all these things it's just like wonderful little little bips and boops um yeah i'm enjoying it yeah i, I i'm i'm genevieve o'reilly again i i uh, has done such a, a compelling job of bringing on Mothma to life. She's and, perfect. Um, and she's so, she's so good at the, I mean, Two-Face sounds negative because, I mean, I mean, no, she, no, no, no. D- 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 uh, but I mean, like secretive i mean but she's... yeah wearing wearing so many hats um right. and different uh masks um and doing it so well you know to the point where she's even fooling us you know like i i, I um it's delicious to watch it's very fun well and and she has her own relationship dynamics at play where uh, you could stick her right into a 007 movie and it would totally uh, she would fit she would fit so easily oh my god you know what i mean oh yes I mean, you I'd know what i mean in a bond movie. Yeah. right uh but but her 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 marital we're getting an exploration into her home life and how I sad love. it is and yeah yeah that extra flavor is so interesting and and she's having yeah, you know, that that's supposed to be the place where you find refuge, and she can't even right. find it at home. Yeah, and now there, there's the very real prospect that the empire is going to go sniffing around her finances, and yep. it, it it's scary. It's it's like borrowed time. It's like uh, eventually, and we know she does this. She mm-hmm. you you do officially have to declare yourself in rebellion, and right, she's not quite ready to do that yet. Right, she doesn't have her ducks in the row, so it's it all comes down to it's this it's just this scary game of cat and mouse, and because yeah, at some point she's gonna have to leave. Right, and I mean, assumedly, right? Because I mean, they're 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 like, I mean, that's gonna be fun to see. I mean, we're we're probably going to see the moment where she's like, you know, well, I can't hide anymore, right? Like, and I I gotta I gotta leave. Well, and. And another interesting aspect that I'm glad this show is actually showing us is her at work in the Senate itself. Yeah. And what a joke that body is under the Empire. Right. And totally. it's just this hollow building and with all these senators. Like, Boo! Get yeah. off the stage, you idiot. And Long live the Empire. And how the Empire kind of tolerates her uh tolerates her as a nuisance. Yeah, right. And, and she does that. She keeps up the appearance of being a nuisance to hide what she's really doing. Right. And uh, which is so smart. It's so it really smart. is. It's just be, it's, be an know, hiding irritation, in, hiding in plain sight, more yeah. or less. Yeah, you she's know? like, I'm an irritation. Because like nobody would like nobody would be that dumb to you know to. I mean, dumb is not maybe not the right word, but I mean, kind of like to like because it's it's it seems like it would be way too obvious for yeah. like this one that's like dissenting all the time to actually be like planning right. this giant rebellion like right in front of their faces, right? Um, but again, they don't care because they're stupid. Yeah, and and, and nobody's and, listening. And if you don't care for long enough. That was the common theme, and it was like it, it. It didn't feel like it was beating us over the head, like like it was annoying. It was like it was just a. Uh, it was a great title for the episode because, in like every arc, there there you could say the same. Like this title was for this person. Oh wait, no, no, it's for this person. No, no, wait, it's it's like literally for everybody in the show. <laughs> Nobody's listening. It was a uh, uh, yeah. Um. Well, and it takes me back to. Uh... Rogue One, mm. when the questions asked, "Do you think anyone's listening?" When, oh, yeah. when uh, Cassian and uh, Jin are 
are uh, on the elevator down yeah. to the beach and the scarif. Totally. The After they send asked, their do th- signal. Do you think anyone's listening? I was like, oh, oh my what a God. sad thing that they would never. And they, don't, and they, they were. They'll never know. Yeah. They and they were, were listening. Yeah. Because they don't get confirmation, right? No. Yeah. If they just have to like cross and, their and, fingers and well, yeah, and and and, and, and uh, she says, "I do." Yeah. When he says, "Do you think anyone's listening?" He says, "I do," and it's it's the idea, it, it's faith, it's hope, hope. Oh my yeah. god. He said it. He said it. Uh, something uh, something new ki- hope, if to you go will. back to Andy Circus, something Kino does not have, and and it's not until uh. uh we, we we surmise that the empire has just killed off an entire workforce. Oh my god! In the adjacent that that pod. that was I the the chills that I received. I'm just receiving them again. Um, but it was such a well directed uh moment. Like the the electricity going out. Um, the 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 um the fear in everybody's faces. Like the 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 chaos that was ensuing, and like panning like from like the the people like trying to talk to the people you know down below with their hand signals and stuff like that and just like nobody knowing what was going on and like hearing the rumors and uh and then seeing any circus's face kind of like like go through it and like you know trying to deny it in his head but then like coming to the realization and um it was it was scary it was like it felt it felt um like and I I've talked about with this Alyssa too. There's there there is a there's a, always a sense of unease and like danger yep. in the show. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, and I I and part of that too is the music too. The music is great. Like yes. it's it's it it sets the mood so well. Um. But yeah, I really and the, the the idea that they were willing to just off an entire floor of people, um, says a lot. It does, and and uh, I think it was uh, Melshi who uh, has a small role in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. He's he's one of Cassian's rebels, and uh, he said something to the effect of, uh, "You're you're only here until they don't want you anymore." Yeah, right. And uh, as you as you just said, the, the, that that scene where they're all frozen in place, and he's like, "You're gonna." We we've all heard a rumor. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. Either yeah. way, you know nothing. Right. We know nothing. Get the job done. And to harken back to the conversation Cassian was trying to have with him about right. you know how many guards on each floor. Yes. And 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 uh, Kino saying, "I look, I'm not interested. We're not. Yeah. We're not doing it's this. It's not my thing." And Shut then. The fuck up to end the episode with no more than 12. <laughs> it's like, just so oh, wonderful. God. Star so, Wars has no business going this hard. It's just great. And <laughs> I, I got oh, the chills that I got. So like, um, oh, and that's interesting too, going back to like my original thought about how um, it feels like we're kind of getting like little trilogies. Yes. Um, And th- this, th- like out of the last two episodes that we or out of the last three episodes that we got, um, seven, eight, and nine. Um, this one is the only one that felt like it had like even though they didn't like escape or anything, it just it felt like it was a definitive end. Like yes. it was a great teaser for what's about to happen next. Yes. Like the other episodes just kinda like, Oh, it's over. <laughs> um, so, I mean, how much do you want to bet uh, the next episode, which we we assume is the escape, mm-hmm. is is Kino and Cassian n- trying to find creative ways not to touch the floor. Yeah, totally. It's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be so cool because I mean they've already set up this. Um, it, it kind of like you know Mission Impossible style, like at you know when he was coming into the to the um to the prison for the first time. Yes. You know, he's just like clocking everything, you know, all of the people, you know, all of the, the, you know, the, um, 
the officers that like aren't at their post when they're supposed to be, you know, the fact that they have a level that's like understaffed, the fact that, you know, there are certain parts of things that aren't electrified and other things that are and the, you know, and he's like hearing the the amount of seconds that certain things take to charge and la 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 like they're 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 you know, he's clocking but like we're also clocking all these things that eventually are going to you know, come back. Uh, mm-hmm. Assumedly, you're right in the next episode. That's my guess as well. Um, that I mean, if not, if they if they don't actually escape, I think that like most of the planning is gonna happen uh, in the next episode for sure. Because um, yes. again, if we're going like trilogy wise, <laughs> um, that feels like a like a nice a nice finale thing. Um, but yeah, it, like the the the. I'm not sure what the like the season arc for Andor is, and not not the show, but the person. Um, but like, if it was my guess, I would say that it was like like his journey into being like, yeah, the rebellion. Like I I'm I'm for the rebellion. Like I'm not like I'm not alone anymore. I'm a part of the rebellion. Fuck these guys. Let's do something. About well, it. and and interesting, like just to show how out of touch the empire is with what's going on under their nose. Yeah. Deidre's hunting for Andor and they have him. They already have him. They already have him. <laughs> so when well, does that realization get made? Well, so that I, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm very excited for it. Cause I'm like, I, I, I had this thought in this episode that cause they do kind of like right towards the end of the episode, they were like talking about it um about uh like where he went and like what his next step was right. um and i think that they're right on his coattails and i think that when they make that realization of where he actually is is when he's going to escape and it's going to be yeah. like this like seconds as like she's coming down to get him he's getting away and it's going to be this wonderful wonderful moment and i cannot wait cuz that's going to be very very cool Oh man, I love this show so much. Oh, and also the um going back to the Andy Circus moment too, like and this is you know, it's not just Andy Circus's moment. Like this is like I think that we're all we're we're witnessing these key like key moments, these um uh um what do you call them? Like those key memories, what are they called? The um you know, like like <laughs> from your childhood you know like i'm making a core memory you know like yeah uh, yeah yeah fun. he's he's making these core memories and that are like leading him to being like i am for the rebellion um yeah, yeah. and I, I i at least for me and i i think you could tell like because he was he's been sort of an observer throughout most of these episodes like of these terrible things that are happening and like this one was a a pretty huge one witnessing the death of an entire floor of people, but then also witnessing this poor old man who he's been like helping throughout Love. this entire couple episodes yeah. and um, watching him literally like passing away in front of his eyes. And then like, they're like, well, yeah, we can't help him. So we're just going to kill him. Yeah. And like that, the, the, the utter like helplessness of that is just like, it, 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 I don't think it really gets more sad and helpless than that. And like, nothing, nothing said about, uh, if and when he sees Bix, right, and right. and what has happened there, and then step that further, might be, that 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 could be the final straw. Potentially, that could be the final straw, or whatever they do to Marva, Ooh. his mom. Oh God, Marva! No, Marva! No. Who there? Who Deidre is? Oh. The only reason she hasn't tortured her yet is to lure Cassian in. Oh, you got me so sad and scared because you're probably right. They're going to definitely do something to her, and I don't want it. Oh, God. You're and, right. And you're she's already right. said, go ahead and hang pack. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, oh, my God. I know. I hate that. Like, the guy's just like, I really would like I would like to hang this guy. And they're like, yeah, go right ahead. She's That's like, fine. fine. <laughs> uh, yikes. It's yikes, scary. Yikes, yikes. Yeah, it's very spooky. It's so spooky. yeah, there's gonna be plenty for Cassian to uh, to prompt him. More to join. lovely core memories. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just looking through my notes. I, I, I. Um, yeah, I, I, I know we've been kind of like, you know, not talking in circles, but just thinking of like a hundred different ways of saying how much we love the show. But like, 
I, I, I really have had zero complaints yet. I, I no, just I, I'm honestly, so and I, I, I've enjoyed everything up to episode nine immensely. Uh, episode nine for me put Andor into one of the best TV series on television. I, it's pretty effing great. Uh, yeah, I, I think it stands up there with any show I've watched this year. Yeah, it like it. It's got a message. It says something. It's not just. It doesn't feel like fan service. Which again, there it, there's nothing wrong with that because we obviously have a thirst for that, and and when we are satiated, it feels oh so delicious. But um, you know, there's like the um, <laughs> this was like the uh the um the the motto of 3D theatricals not the, not the real motto but you know you shouldn't just do things that people want to see you should also do things that people should see yeah yes and and I think this is a great example of that it's just something that nobody really asked for or like you know wanted but like I like uh the you know they decided that there was um you know, not just a story to be told, but like a a, a message to to yep. get across. And, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's great. Yeah, I I, I mean I I don't know. There there's, um, but I mean if you're like sitting around the writers' table and you're 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 saying like, oh, well, let's show how bad the empire really is, and yep. you know, really dig into the space Nazi thing. But I mean, like I like on paper that kind of or not even on paper just like talking about it kind of sounds like well we've done that a thousand times you know like i think that everybody knows how bad they really are you know but until you see andor and but, you're like oh wait no right. no they're they're really really bad but that's what we, like we were kind of talking about at the beginning of the episode was uh yeah we've seen the empire do horrible things we've seen vader do horrible things they've they've destroyed planets Kill children yeah they've blown up entire planets but there's something about the intimacy of it. Yeah, I think it's that. Of, of Andor in particular. That's just so scary. Well, and they are, they are like, purposefully, like, triggering us with, like, imagery that is probably the most, like, on the nose as far as, like, Nazism goes. Like, yeah. you know, with, with the the showers, you know, with, like, all of them naked in a room together, which by the way, is probably the most nudity we've ever seen in Star Wars before, but in the yeah. most spooky and terrifying way. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, you know, like these, like, work camps, basically. Yeah. Where they're being forced into labor. Um, and uh, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely playing with our emotions. Like, you know, we, we – like anybody who has ever studied the Holocaust, which should be everyone, yes, um, you 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 would feel triggered by the this imagery for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I I definitely was. Yeah, and um, uh, so yeah, they're 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 leaning pretty hard into it, and I think it, I think it's a good thing. I think it's um, yeah. I mean, we've talked about flavors of Star Wars and. And in one corner you have Mandalorian, which yeah, which is such a different flavor, but it's so, so delicious. Well, yeah, just a different tone entirely, and and yeah. uh, it has a different purpose too. It kind of ties in. Yeah, I think that that relies more on the traditional Star Wars model of yes, hope and and you know, kind of happy-go-lucky gunslinging and swashbuckling and well and, and you know the, the 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 motto about how like star wars is family and yeah like, family these, we're creating these, family we're creating these families right you know? this is about uh i don't want to say reality i want to i want to say more um well, I, I, it is like uh, I think it's more it's more grounded and maybe relatable because it's like it's the it's human more, cost. It, the, yeah, right. Or not, I don't uh, want to say I don't want to say the human cost because we're not talking about just humans. We're, uh, no, the personal cost. Yes, uh, what happens in the shadows that we never think about? You know that that allows the the rebellion to to pull off what they pull off. Yeah, because you always you know in these giant like you know big events you know you um you get the main characters doing their thing and then like you know they blow up an entire death star and you're like yay they blew up that big thing that big evil thing but you don't really think about like each individual person and their individual lives that are on that space station and like what they've done to get to where they are on that space station and 
um, right. and how evil, you know, most of them probably are, um, you know, e- evil or complicit, but either way is still evil. Um, well, and, and I, I love that the show is going to explore it because we saw it a bit in uh, Rogue One and we saw it a little bit in Rebels as well, as far, mm-hmm. far as Saw Gerrera was concerned. How far is taking, how far is too far for a rebellion? Yeah, and, yeah. And we've even seen it a little bit because Mod Mothma, she's not on the sidelines, but she's very much got a, a foot in both camps of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do as much as I can financially and politically to kind of yep. help us. But yep. But Luthen says, we need the Empire to crack down on us. Right. We need them to come hard. Which, wh- And she says to him, like, you know what kind of suffering you're about to trigger? And he's yeah. like, yes, and we need it. We need it. Yeah, which is like... And then we know Saul kind of, he's, all bets are off. Like <laughs> He's a little off the rails, yeah. Like, he, he's, he, he... If we were citizens of the empire, we would have no problem calling him a terrorist. Right. Yeah, like he's he's like so far to the left, he's like right. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um So I love I love I love that dynamic of Totally. of of how tenuous a a rebel alliance really is. Mhm. And she's going to assumedly in the next episode is going to have to uh you know, make some more moral um uh Oh gosh, what's a what's a word? You know, uh, judgments, con- not considerations, and some, uh, um, you know, where you're. <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, she's gonna. Well, she's gonna have to compromise. Maybe some compromise. Of her, thank yeah. you. That was the word I was looking she for. She might be she's compromising some, some of her ethics. Very much so, and it's gonna be. It'll be for the greater good. For the greater good. Um, either that or it's gonna not go well, and it's going to, you know cause some issues yep. going forward which would be interesting too um but yeah i also really love this um this banker dude that she's like apparently had a fling with a long time ago yeah. that like clearly it, that that dynamic is fun too because like you know she's obviously having a shitty time with her husband and like there's a, there's there is some little spark going on there and they're like what i love of... the conversation they had in the last episode where she was testing him yeah, where yeah. and he was like, my politics are pretty far out there, and like, oh really? It's like, are they? Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And I, I, um, uh, yeah, interested to see where that goes and yeah. whether or not, whether or not he makes it, too. He know. won't. He probably won't. He which won't. Is fucking sad. Tony Gilroy so and and Gareth Edwards show. from Rogue One. They they've already set us up to. If you don't see him in the original trilogy at some point in those big rebel meetings, they probably didn't make it. Probably not making it. Yeah. Oh, man. This show is going to be so effing sad, but like in a wonderful way. I am very excited. But we have like the potentially four to five seasons of it, too. No, I think only two. No, is it really only two? So I think they had an idea for four, but they're doing two. Oh, so that is official. I, I believe so. Okay, and and gotcha. the end of season two is going to be Rogue One, essentially. Shit. Wow. Like, wow, I, I think even... Tony Gilroy said last week in an interview that uh, season two is going to be heavy on Yavin and, like, the real construction of the Alliance. and Sick. So, uh... I mean that'll be freaking amazing. Yeah. And I guess you know you don't want to beat you don't wanna, you don't want to beat a dead bush beat a dead bush a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean like, you don't want to beat a dead bush. But. You definitely don't want to do that either. Um. Yeah. So I I, I um uh if they could, if they could get you know the same message done in a shorter amount of time um but like without you know rushing things I and they aren't. For it. They yeah, aren't. it doesn't feel like they are. Oh yeah. my gosh! Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I think this first season wasn't rushed because they, they maybe thought that they had the time. So I'm just hoping the season two doesn't feel a little pushed because they're squeezing things. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I, I'm not I'm, worried either. I mean, if if this first season is any indication, like, just like, it's, I, I, I am so thrilled. And I think, I think the, de- the decision to go down to two is better. Probably. Then try. They could easily have stretched it out like. Pain, you know, painfully. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I think they they've got the the right tempo. It's a slow burn, but mm-hmm. it's eventful, and they're achieving so much without the big set pieces, which w- will be coming. Yeah, but, undoubtedly. But uh, I mean, there has been some very impressive yes, things so oh, far, though. Visually, yes, for sure. But I love that we can appreciate this without some of some of that. That this is all backroom dealing and. Mm-hmm. It's the aspect of the the uh, prequels that a lot of people crapped on that I loved <laughs> that just wasn't yeah. executed super well was the politics of it and yeah and watching uh, a republic decay. I mean, I I mean again not bagging on because I mean it, it's it's he even said it himself like George Lucas is just unfortunately not the best writer. No, if uh, it, I saw somebody tweet out and I I just thought it was funny. It was like, wow. Why have why is there why hadn't anyone thought to do a prequel to Star Wars? Yeah. Before now. <laughs> I was just like, oh God. Like, but truly, yeah. if you really I mean, like if you if you had if you had I mean, it would have been it I mean it's this this show, like I don't I'm I I'm actually curious. Like I don't think that my nephews and niece like would sit down and be like, This Andor show, this is this is no, pretty this is no. great. Like I don't think they would. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, no, not yet. Eventually, for sure, but because uh, they do love Star Wars. But this is this is not this is not your family family like romp. Um, and I think no. uh, you know because I, I think like oh you know if you given given the if you put these writers behind you know the original prequels like of course they're gonna be like like all those political intrigue scenes are going to be really yummy and delicious but i mean you know it just would have been a very different feel and i think that the kids would have not enjoyed it as much right i'm like bring back the gungan <laughs> oh could well, you imagine could you imagine jar jar banks with like good writing with tony like, gilroy handling the uh <laughs> like what does that even look like i don't i don't or what does it sound like i don't know i'm i'm curious about it though where we have like a really dramatic scene written uh where there's a conversation with jar jar about how you did this oh my god oh my god jesus i literally though um i, I i'm still a believer that we might see that in live action yeah, I mean it's uh, in the book. I mean, it's in a book, so why not? I mean, we've seen Cobb Vanth in the last calendar year, so totally. Any, any, all bets are off at this point. Any anything, anything can happen in the Star Wars. It was the universe. same book, so it was aftermath that when Cobb Vanth oh, was, right? was introduced in these little excerpt bits. Oh, Jar Jar, Jar Jar has one of those little excerpts. Who knows? He's on his way. Clown Jar Jar Brinks is on his way. God. Oh, poor guy. Well, uh, what a what a fantastic episode. What a fantastic what episode. What a fantastic series. I look forward I'm, to Wednesdays. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's 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 uh, you know, now that now that like um I don't feel as frantic as, you know, Game of Thrones and yeah. um She-Hulk and Yeah, um, we can kind of sink our teeth into Yeah, yeah. Something. Really, really <laughs> <die>. <laughs> we can actually just sit and digest something. Oh my god. And, I, I I am a like I feel like I am an overweight rotund. I have yes. eaten too much content. I'm very satiated and, and I feel great. Yes. I, you know, and I usually that when I eat, I usually like to eat until I'm uncomfortable. Sure. And that's how I feel right now. I yeah. feel un- I feel uncomfortably full. Uh, there, of there, your there's content. a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Very thrilled about it. Um. Uh. Speaking of Star Wars news. Did you see the that Acolyte made some casting announcements today? I did. Carrie Ann Moss. That's fun. oh baby, we got the Matrix lady. I'm excited about it. I think she's gonna be awesome. I I I enjoy her a lot. Yeah, I do too. I think that I'm curious what she's gonna be in the show. I'm I'm assuming she's gonna be Imperial, but Imperial doesn't even exist at that time. No, because it's a hundred years before. Yeah, so hundred like, years before the uh, before the, the prequels. So right. So maybe yeah, some Sith action. I don't. I don't. I have no idea. I'm pretty thrilled about it. 
I'm pretty thrilled. It's uh, looks does, like a does, good cast. Does everyone get a good look at Darth Plagueis? Oh, that would be cool. Are we gonna like? <laughs> do we have we... to do? Do we have to go through months of Darth Plagueis theories again, like we did before <laughs> Force Awakens? We sure do. Like we sure oh, do. God. And we're probably gonna get. I mean, well, I mean, you know, I imagine they probably would, but also. If if Andor is any indication that we don't really need legacy characters in order to have a good time, no, um, they no, don't. We really don't. Like, because Yoda Yoda does exist during that time period, but they don't need him in that show, probably. And Tony Gilroy said something. Uh, I don't remember. I don't. I don't know if this was recent when he was talking about it or if it was when the movie came out. But mm-hmm. he was talking about what Ryan Johnson did with Last Jedi, and you can tell yeah. this guy is disappointed they did follow through on with his vision for it even if even if you don't agree with it it was something star wars hadn't really done before it was an, it was a new direction by f- and, for sure and maybe yeah. they should have doubled down on that so i mm-hmm. I, I am curious especially in light of all it the felt, news about it felt it felt more uh, it felt like it was uh like star wars was was like um Growing up, is that the right well, word? No, it was asking questions about itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And right. and 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 a turning, our, you know, changing what we've come to know about. Why does it have to be this way? The Jedi and, uh, but I'm curious, especially in light of the news that Star Wars might be reorienting, and Kathleen Kennedy's kind of going through a, I don't know. A, a different development cycle on on what to do with the movies going forward, mm-hmm. and I wonder if seeing the critical success Andor's had, and then I hope they're Ryan, like or Ryan Johnson had said recently that uh, his movie is still has still been greenlit. They just they haven't kind of figured out where to when they're going to get to it. Sure, but I, I wonder if we're going to give him a, another go and and kind of lean into the uncomfortable, as it were. Yeah. And I hope they do. I hope they do, too. I'm ready for it. I, I mean, like, we're, especially now, like, I think, I, I, and I, and maybe that's the, well, I don't want to say that that's the purpose of, like, you know, the Mandalorians and the Ahsokas and all that stuff. Because we, we have gotten so much fan service that, like, like there's room. There's room for it now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that. You know, you you can't say if they end up like going a completely different direction where like you don't get any of the bips and boops from the originals, right? Like, or any of the legacy characters, or any of, you know, you don't get somebody in it saying "May the force be with you." You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, (laughs) like uh, I think that most of us, at least at this point, would be a little more willing to accept it. Yes, because there's just been we 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 have enough of it. Well, and like, oh. Star Wars isn't changing. No. I just want to look at it differently. Yeah, absolutely. And there's plenty of room to do that. And that because that, that that that's that's what that's what all of us nerds love to do. We love right. to like break things down and reinvent from it and every angle, like tear it down, put it back together in a bunch of different ways. And but at yeah. the end of the day, it's still going to have that beating heart of Star Wars. And, absolutely. And uh, the fight between good and evil. Right. And. Uh, Tale as old as time. Quite. Um. Oh God, rest your soul. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah. It's, what a great so time! Much to do. What a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Hell yes. Hell to the yes. And Mando season three will be out just after the new year, I believe. Oh my! I think God. it's in February. I'm so excited about that. That is major, major hype. Like yes. My goodness. Um. Oh my god! And Wakanda Forever is coming out. I was gonna say probably the the next movie you'll hear us cover is probably Wakanda Forever. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's next week, so more yeah, than likely, probably. We'll, and we also got uh, Tales of the Jedi coming out. Did you watch uh-huh. that all yet? I did. I mean, teaser I trailer. It's it's pretty great. It's it's pretty spectacular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess that's another you know like we were just talking about like the different tastes of Star Wars and like this is like all fan service but it is yummy uh, i needed some of that dooku goodness yeah Knowing that dooku all goodness all about him teaser trailer that's a teaser trailer yeah well, yeah, we'll, <laughs> well we'll do we'll do an episode for uh for for those four yeah or five, it deserves uh, it yeah six six sorry 
Six, I so, think, right? Yeah, it was six. Yeah. They're so short. I know. Um, Just little bips. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, now what? Well, now I say goodbye. Now you say goodbye? Because we don't we don't have the person that usually says goodbye, and now we're guys. Never, we were never we were screwed. this close to this is <laughs> to all the three of us being here. We were we were moments we were away, and then Alyssa decided to be a professional minutes. actor. Yeah, whatever. Jeez, yeah. but yeah, this this episode would have been a lot long, a lot shorter because she's always the one that like is like, okay, this is where it's ending, and here I go. But but we're just gonna continue because she's not here. We're just gonna continue talking. No, we've got all until... these. We've all got all these great thoughts, and she's not here to stop us from sharing them. So uh, <laughs> no, I love you. Alyssa, you You're one hundred percent correct. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, well, this is inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. I'm Dean yes. Nicandros, and I'm Daniel Dawson. May the force be with you, always. Inside the Tauntaun Podcast, please like and subscribe.